<laughs> oh, I don't even know where to start with Scotty. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. You, what, 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 what should we? Where should we start? Well, he's got this, <laughs> and I really didn't know about it much. Like he's like this legend now, right? For just is he? Yeah, well, for yeah, the way, for his for wrestling, yeah, for, for promos. his promos, yeah, like the YouTube videos, like Scott Steiner versus the English language. I tried to actually bring that up to him one time, and he was like, "What are you talking about, Pete? What, what videos?" And I'm like, "Oh, nothing, man, nothing." Man. So he's got no clue. I, no, no. So, <laughs> I mean, he might now since. Well, I don't know. <laughs> no, this is probably when I brought that up to him like three years ago. Like I was trying, I was treading on dangerous water. Water. I was like, "Yeah, hey, Scotty, did you see that uh, video?" Um, you know, Scott Steiner versus the English language. What are you talking about, Petey? And I'm like, oh, nothing. You should just, uh, you know, YouTube that once. What's YouTube, Petey? What's, <laughs> yeah. YouTube, what's you talking about? <laughs> what's BoopTube? I mean, YouTube. <laughs> like this one one time we wrestled, he wanted to do the Steiner screwdriver. And I said, Scotty, what do you want to do for the finish? He goes, Steiner screwdriver. And I'm like, I go, oh, wait, can you swear on this? Yeah, please. <laughs> he goes, oh. I said, oh, fuck you. I said, what do you really want to do? And he goes, well, you don't think I could do it? And I'm like, you haven't done it in 10 years. And he goes, well, I, I could do it. You, you don't think I could do it? And I'm like, is that, what you, is that what you really want to do for a finish? He's like, yeah, let's do it. And then I'll be like, all right. And he goes, um, why don't you give me the destroyer? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, I'm like, can you, can you take it? Well, can you give it to me? <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm just like, uh, well, you know, let's uh, maybe practice it before the match. Okay. Practice the Canadian Yeah, so destroyer. obviously um, I'm making sure I'm nowhere near the building <laughs> to practice this, and we never get to it. So, you know, maybe we shouldn't do it. You know, he would kill himself, definitely. <laughs> Remember when he used to do that, catch the guy, and then he would try to do, like, a, a shooting star or something? No, um... He used to do something. Catch him like, like a back. belly belly? No, he'd catch him like a crossbody, then he tried to do a backflip. Really? But he'd always like spike himself in the head. <laughs> One time we are in, uh, I don't know, somewhere in Boston or something like that, and we are doing autograph signing uh, the day before one of the pay-per-views. But we are sitting at the table anyways, and I just turned to Scotty. We were signing autographs, and I said, uh, well, he goes, I'm hungry, of course. And <laughs> I said, well, where are you taking me for lunch? And without a beat, he just goes, Cracker Barrel. And I'm like... Uh, yes, let's do it. So we had a Cracker Barrel, pouring rain. Uh, of course, he rents like, uh, I don't know, BMW, some, something, Cadillac. That's what he gets. And uh, we're driving pouring rain. It's going, like, it's going like 100, no shoulder checks or nothing. I'm flipping out, right? I'm like, please just get us to this Cracker Barrel. Finally get to the Cracker Barrel. All he does is bury Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair the entire time. And then, um, obviously, uh, you get those chicken strips there, right? Yeah. And then he's like, hey, to the server. He's like, these two are too small. He's like, give me some bigger ones, you know? And then... I said, and then the bill comes, and then I said, uh, trying to be nice, you know, me not being rich, him being rich. Right. I said, uh, Scotty, uh, you know, how much you need for that? How much I owe you? He goes, oh, 10 bucks is coming. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So, so we, we drive back the same way that we drove there. I'm, you know, seatbelt on, cling to the, you know, the door and everything. And then once we get back, I'm like, thank God we're here. We didn't crash or anything. And then he goes, oh, Petey, where's that gym that you work out at? by the hotel and I'm like oh Scotty we don't have to drive uh, just take the street straight if you keep going straight you'll literally crash in the building don't do that but you'll crash <laughs> in the building just just go straight he goes let's go show me where it is so I'm like oh shit here we go seatbelt back on and then we're driving and then he pulls up to the, to the red light and I said see it's right there Scotty you cannot miss it um, let's turn back and go around like let's turn around and go back now he goes uh, uh, 
no, let's go. And I said, no, it's a one-way road, so you can't really go straight. So let, let's not. And he, he goes, I'm going to go straight down this one-way road. And I'm like, no. And it's a red light. So he's looking back and forth like, I'm going to run this red light and go down this one-way road. Oh, Lord. So nothing happened, luckily. I don't know why Jesus is on his side. And, uh, you know, we turned back around. And everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one time we're waiting in one of the locker rooms. And we're, we're, uh, AJ's doing a promo. And he just keeps messing up, messing up, messing up, right? And Scotty, every time he messes up, he's like, come on, AJ, let's do it. You know, and I said, Scotty, just shut up, man. I'm like, let him do his stuff. You know, don't don't bother him. He's going to get, you know, frazzled or whatever. And then we could go, pump out our promo, and then we're done for the day. And then obviously he never listens to me. And then he messes. AJ messes up again. Scotty gives an outburst. Then Vince Russo says, "Scotty, one more outburst from you, you're out of here." So AJ messes up again. Scotty's like, "What the fuck, man? You can't get this shit." As he's walking out the door, and Vince is kicking him out. Right. <laughs> so then we do our promo, and uh, Steiner just keeps messing up, just messing up. And then the verbiage is supposed to say that the Vince wrote. The verbiage is supposed to say, um, talking about Frank Gazarian, um, you know. He's a shooting star to the to the top. That's what Jeremy Borash says, and um, Steiner's supposed to say, you know, the only thing that gets shot around here is when I, like, shoot you in the ass or something like that. But that's what the verb is supposed to okay. be. Instead, what comes up, <laughs> he tells Borash, shut up. The only thing that's getting shot around here is when I shoot a load up your ass. <laughs> and then he goes, wait, wait, what is this gay shit you're writing right here? And Vince's like, that's not what I wrote. Re- read that, you know? And uh, so Steiner keeps messing up, and then at one time he was supposed to say contest. Yeah. Instead, what comes out is castness, and he was gonna keep going. <laughs> he was gonna keep going with the promo, and, but you hear this from Vince, <laughs> and, and then he goes, "What? Cut!" You know, and everybody starts going, "Ah, oh, fuck!" So we're there for like fifty takes, and then I said, "Scott, you gotta kick out Vince now." She's like, yeah, Vince, you're out of here, right? So we kicked Vince out. You were, you were pushing him, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then sure enough, we got it on the next tape. But cast nest. Cast nest. <laughs> this next cast nest. And then you hear that. And then he stops. <laughs> and then shoot. I'm going to shoot a load up here. <laughs> Come on. Gems. <laughs> Gems. Top it all off. When he met my wife one time. And you, you know, Gina. Mm-hmm. Um... I had, you know, I used to have this gimmick, blonde hair, blonde goatee and stuff. And I said, Scotty, this is my wife, Gina. Gina, this is Scotty. He goes, oh, yeah? You want to be with the real thing? I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) She just rolls his eye. He goes right to it. Rising Podcast. Season 3, we're taking a look at ECW pay-per-views. This week, we've got a, um, we're going to be following up from our last show. We had Living Dangerously on you know, a couple weeks ago now. Now we're at Hardcore Heaven 99. I'm William Rankin, joined by uh, Jason Kiesler. Hello. Charlie Stabile. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing, huh? Yeah, That's what I was gonna say. And Martin, finally, <laughs> and Martin Dixon. How do internet? You guys made a great point. Like Poughkeepsie, how many times has this been used as a joke? 
This has been our joke for years. I know. <laughs> I didn't know they actually had wrestling in Poughkeepsie. So. <laughs> I only wish we just found out that it actually is a Poughkeepsie. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish we had Jake Roberts and or Jerry Sags on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was always kind of a joke. We'd be playing that god awful uh, Legends of Wrestling game, and uh, <laughs> whatever, whenever someone would do something just dirty, just mean in that game, just I'm going to see your ass in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> 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 so, like, to, to see that this was from Poughkeepsie, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so, got an interesting show here. We're in the Mid Hudson Civic Center, but before we dive into that, of course, first of all, I need to point out the New Blood Rising podcast is a part of both the 4CR Wrestling uh, podcast feed as well as a questionable endeavor network where you can find such illustrious shows such as the Raw Attitude podcast and various others. Um, we'll be talking. We'll be throwing out the the link at the end of the show to their to their network so you can check out their other shows. And before we dive in, of course, we have the Colin Duff Report or the Duff Dossier. Is now I've uh, I've been trying to think of a name for it and everything. So we need to talk about what happened on television. How did we get to Hardcore Heaven from Living Dangerously? Well, start off with March 28th, ECW Arena. Mostly a Living Dangerously recap show. Sid interrupts a tag match in progress between Rod Price and Skull Von Krosh versus and uh, against Nova and Chris Chetty. He destroys everybody with choke slams and power bombs. Tajiri beat Little Guido with a series of kicks and a uh, kneeling, running drop kick to the face. During the match, <laughs> during the match, Guido collided with Smothers, sending him through a table. After the match, the FBI started fighting with each other. Super Crazy defeated <laughs> Anti Fan Del Norte, or otherwise known as Anti Faz Del, no- Del Norte, with a sunset sunset roll up out of the corner. Jasmine St. Clair was in a bed is is on a bed under a living dangerously banner and tells us she, right. is, <laughs> she tells us she is all wet and living dangerously. Oh. <laughs> so she's still so she's still wet from the last paper. That's what I don't understand, but you know, whatever. <laughs> they show I think they have to be. They they yeah, she's, she's a professional. They then show that pre show angle. That was with Lance Wright, Jasmine St. Clair, and Francine from the pay-per-view. Um, we forgot to mention that she asked the crowd if they want her to get naked in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> should ask that to ECW. I was going to no. say, you have oh. to ask. I, li- I like that Colin noted that Francine really needs a sandwich or two. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah. She does. Man, she really does. Styles promoted the EC the new ECW magazine. I do not remember their magazine at all. Uh, dude, I had a few of them. You did? I probably okay. still do. Oh yeah. It wasn't in publication for long. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> so it was um, pretty good. It was pretty good. So then we moved to April fourth, Binghamton, New York. RVD, Sabu, and Fonzie promo where Fonzie tells Sabu, quote unquote, he is benched. Due to injuries, after doctors have told him not to wrestle, Sabu walks out of the room. RVD congratulates Jerry Lynn for having a great match, reminds him that he lost, and he calls himself Mr. PPV RVD. Highlights of RVD winning the TV title from Bam Bam air as it's RVD's one year title reign anniversary. Living Dangerously pre show match, or this was a. They're about to show a match that was a dark match for Living Dangerously. It was um, Nova and Chris Chetty 
beating Danny Doring and Roadkill with a leg drop splash combo from the same turnbuckle. That sounds interesting. What? The same turnbuckle? I know. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What? Hold on. How does that work? Maybe one guy's on the second rope and one guy's on the top rope. And... So you do the leg drop and then you immediately get the fuck out of the way. Right. So the other guy can do his leg drop. Right. Or splash. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's a new one. A bloody... I wouldn't kick out of that. A bloody Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney promo saying that they are hardcore and they take digs at the WWF hardcore title. That would be funny. Um, a collection of promos aired to some Pulp Fiction sounding music. The main notes of these, the Dudley boys have nothing else to do in ECW apart from winning the ECW tag team titles. Uh, but of course, RVD and Sabu keep ducking them. Steve Carino offers the Dudleys five grand to get revenge on Balls Mahoney for hitting him with a chair at the pay-per-view. He Jer- just signed. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell did he got five signed, bro? <laughs> Jerry He's going to get Mexico to pay him back. Oh, there oh. it is. <laughs> no, 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 no. The taxpayers will pay for it. And then the- Mexico will reimburse. <clears throat> oh, yes, yes. Political satire here on New Blood Rising Back. <laughs> the Dudleys attack Balls and Axel in the locker room. The Dudleys were the – he and Colin points out what we were talking about – the Dudleys were the APA slash chronic of their time. Um, <laughs> I, I like the APA comparison a lot more than chronic. I know. Yeah, I about to say chronic. <laughs> uh, Even though it would be pretty fun to have a little sweat steam room vignette with the Dudleys. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> a big dick. Uh, <laughs> just yeah. a giant blur on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Dudley's and Mustafa versus New Jack Balls and Axles announced for CyberSlam in a Gangsta's Paradise cage match. <laughs> oh, God. Does it I love it. Julio song instead of Match Up That's what I'm hoping. That'd be pre- preferable. With Michelle Pfeiffer as the special guest referee. <laughs> <laughs> She's in a leather jacket with her arms crossed. No. She just no. comes in puts a chair in the middle of the ring and stares him down very sternly. Pre-match. <laughs> That subgenre of movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me teach you Shakespeare. <laughs> Pre-match, Francine joins, joins Tommy Dreamer, and Dreamer accuses Storm of being on the gas. Lance Storm beat Tommy. <laughs> I know. I've never heard that. I've never heard that term for what it actually means. <laughs> Lance Storm beat Tommy Dreamer with assistance from Just Incredible when the referee was distracted with the Beulah Francine catfight. Post-match, Shane Douglas comes out to even the odds before getting caned in the head by Credible. (laughs) (laughs) Thought you were gone. (laughs) Now you are. (laughs) Uh, Styles confirms that Tracy Smothers and Tommy Rich have split from Big Sal and Little Guido. Well, thank God. Thank God we got that update. (laughs) Jerry Lynn versus Tracy Smothers ends in a a non-contest when RVD comes to the ring and Smothers Smothers gets hit with a Van Daminator. Uh, RVD and Lynn have a stare down. Sabu puts Rich through a table and Guido brawls in the aisle with Smothers. The show ends with Lynn and RVD still having a stare down in the ring. <laughs> I just thought the idea that this like, is like 10 minutes of, it, of show. <laughs> All right, so now we go to April 9th, 1999. ECW Arena. Lance Storm comes to the ring wearing a WCW Monday Night Jericho t-shirt which gets a Jericho chant from the crowd. 
He is unhappy. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, well, they were attack partners. Well, yeah, of I, course. I, I guess, but it, I like the thing was like I, I, he just did this promo saying I'm I'm tired of teaming with Chris's. And, also, oh. it, a WCW shit in ECW is kind of like signing your own death warrant. Yeah, for a guy who's currently wrestling in WWF. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he he was in WWF at this point. He didn't show until oh no 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 September the end of the year. Sorry. Right. This is when he was doing the Goldberg thing, I think, where it was the wherever like there was that un, overwhelming fan support for Chris Jericho that you know WCW wasn't paying any attention to. Right. Yep. So, um, Lance Storm is unhappy that Tommy Dreamer is. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general. (laughs) He is unhappy that Tommy Dreamer has accused him of being on steroids. Don Marie hands him his urine sample and challenges Dreamer to also provide a urine sample that uh, to subject to basically go through this drug testing thing once and for all. Dreamer Dreamer is a plot point. (laughs) It's been a plot point in wrestling. I don't know in wrestling, but it was in Batman versus Superman. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah granny's peach tea oh, dreamer counters storm's attack with a ddt and pours the urine sample on the face of a laid out storm and um colin made a note this he referred to me later that i think in like a landstorm either shoot interview or some type of just a regular interview he said this was actually one of his favorite angles yeah. Yeah. he just tweeted it the other day did he okay cool yeah during an in-ring interview with Joey Styles, Fonzie tells us that he has a special opponent for RVD to face, a former ECW TV and tag team champion, which was possibly hinting at Sabu. But out comes two cold, two cold Scorpio in a J-O-B squad t-shirt. <laughs> he was on loan, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. yeah. Sabu is... Ch- <laughs> I love... Oh, that sounds bad. I regret that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to drink my mint julep, sit on my front porch, and it's good to own land. <laughs> I, will, uh, I will resign from the podcast. And, uh... <laughs> we'll see you in three years when the fans forgive you. Yeah, that's right. Everyone loves a good comeback. <laughs> Here's the part you're really going to love, because this is a callback to a spot we've always joked about featuring one of our favorite characters. Here it is. Sabu is shown backstage... Furious and being held back by Guido, Big Sal, Doring, and Roadkill. And I'm sorry, all I kept thinking was, Mr. Sabu! Mr. Sabu! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. RVD defends the TV title against Two Cold Cold Scorpio via Five Star Frog Splash after interference from Sabu and Fonzie. So he made his way out there. During the match, we keep cutting backstage to Heyman telling Sabu that he can't wrestle. Fonzie and doctors have already told him no, and now Heyman is telling him. The final cutaway segment has Cyrus telling Sabu, Does Paulie think he is Vince McMahon telling you what to do? You're Sabu, for God's sake. You can do whatever you want. I was talking to Fonzie earlier, and between you and I, Fonzie wants you out there. Well, this caused a calm-down Sabu to charge to ringside, where, as we talked about, he interfered. Just Incredible, then, is interviewed by Stephen Prezak, hyping his match with Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas promo hyping the Just Incredible match. He doesn't say much, 
Taz is in the ring then with uh, Steve Carino. A cowardly Carino says that he would love to face Taz in the ECW arena and would love to choke him out. He keeps calling Taz Sir, by the way, which I think is funny. Is it a one, two, three, Ken? I guess. Carino claims to have broken his, broke his appendix in the gym that morning. How do you? <laughs> what? <laughs> I do want them. I do want them acting up. <laughs> Chris Candido comes out with Tammy as Carino's replacement. They get welcome back chants from the crowd. Taz defended the world championship against Candino in an FTW falls count anywhere in the building via referee stoppage. The referee ended the match after a Tazplex through a table. Or, I'm sorry, the match ended after a Tazplex through the table. Candido has a neck brace applied and was put on a stretcher. They played up Candido's previously broken neck from 96. Taz then attacked Candido on the stretcher, dragged him into the ring before applying the Taz mission. Man, that's grisly. Yeah. April 17th, 99, ECW Arena. The ending of the Dudleys and Mustafa defeating New Jack, Balls, and Axel in the Gangsta's Paradise cage match when Balls is pinned after 3D. And uh, Colin says, if memory serves correctly, this was a cage match full of weapons and was and was under War Games uh, type of rules. Mustafa, it's, only two te- it's only two teams of two people? Uh, well, you had... Three. Yeah, you had New Three? Jack, Balls, and Axel on the same team. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, that's better. You'll love this sentence. I just love this sentence. Mustafa received a fireball to the face. (laughs) (laughs) I hope he was wearing that mask. And and, and once again, New Jack dove off the top of the cage onto Mustafa, who was on a table. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Here comes. You'll love this. I will. Mustafa is done with ECW after this. <laughs> I would be too. <laughs> you guys bring me back literally to job it out. <laughs> Not like I'm a Jerry Lynn beat Tajiri with the cradle pile driver that he's now using. Super Crazy beat El Mosco de la Merced with a frog splash and a fun lucha match. A bloody Shane Douglas beat Just Incredible with a Pittsburgh plunge. Post-match, Storm attacks for uh, for a two-on-one until Dreamer comes out, but ends up getting laid out, too. <laughs> so Shane still isn't driving. Could you, imagine, could you imagine if Tommy Dreamer was like a fireman? He'd turn up and get burned. <laughs> so the way he runs to houses to put them out and gets burnt instead? Yeah, he jumps to fire. You go, <laughs> we go. <laughs> now, from Tommy Dreamer is every character in Backdraft. Yeah, <laughs> he's the fire he's as well. <laughs> he's got all the burns on him. <laughs> okay, from there, April twenty third, Buffalo, New York. Styles tells us the New York State Athletic Commission has confiscated the footage of the main event and are considering revoking Sabu's wrestling license. The hardcore chair-swinging freaks defeated the FBI, which is now just Guido and Big Sal, when Axel pinned... Yeah, I, that's... Axel got the pin after a pair of chair shots. As a result of the Taz attack, Styles tells us Candido has been fitted with a halo. 
In a WrestleMania 14 rematch, Taka Michinoku beat Papi Chulo with an inverted suplex into a Michinoku driver from the ECW arena. Both men seem to be on loan from the WWF. Devon Dudley defeated RVD to win the, um, the ECW World Tag Team Championship with a Super 3D following... <laughs> I don't... <laughs> What's a soup? What? I don't know. <laughs> Bubba Bubba jumps off the and then Devon and Rob Van Dam jump off the other turnbuckle? Uh, it must be. <laughs> Best of luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, following it, following it, so this is hilarious. So Devon beat RVD in a one on one match for the tag titles after interference from Bubba, Lance Storm, and Just Incredible. Jesus, RVD really is unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. As the state athletic commission wouldn't allow, wouldn't let Sabu wrestle due to his due to the broken jaw. RVD was willing to defend the belts in a handicap match. The ref wouldn't allow. <laughs> the ref wouldn't allow this, so the tag titles were defended in a singles match. The Dudleys owed Storm incredible money from a hit on Dreamer and Douglas that never happened. <laughs> Gold. Uh, if the Dudleys won, they were supposed to present the Impact players with the belts, but the Dudleys left with them instead. <laughs> well, who would fall for that? <laughs> wow. Okay, so we now go to um, now we're into all right May of '99 here, Queens, New York. Jerry Lynn defeats Takamichi Noku with the Cradle Pile Driver. Cyrus interviews Taz. Taz learns Candido is in a halo. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, I I read that. And I just okay. I just kept going. It means what does like, that mean? That's a halo brace. Like he, it's like he told him, like, oh, you know, he's in one of those halo braces now. Oh, yep. he's in. Oh, oh, okay. All yeah. right. All right. I thought he was like stuck on like Zanzibar or something. <laughs> <laughs> halo three. <laughs> he's, got back. he's just sitting around playing multiplayer games in Halo. Anyway, I'm in the game, man. I can't get out. Taz, I don't want to be a wrestler no more. Taz asks Cyrus if he has ever been choked out, but uh, but will, what will be if he asks any more questions. Cyrus is so much taller than Taz, as he notes, by the way, which is really funny. Candido and Tammy come out for an interview, but Candido can't get into the ring due to the Halo. Taz calls Tammy off. That's uh, just a funny sentence. <laughs> Taz then calls Tammy a whore. Candido brings out <laughs> Candido brings out Steve Carino, who calls Taz a phony. Candido takes off the halo and attacks Taz, laying him out with a power bomb. Nova beats little Guido with the kryptonite crunch. Taz versus Candido for the ECW World Championship is announced for Hardcore Heaven. Tommy Dreamer penned Lance Storm after a Death Valley driver through a table. Post-match, Credible and Jazz, who is still unnamed at this point, attacked Dreamer and held Francine for a Don Marie uh, chain, or cane shot. Wait, Doug did you just say Tommy Dreamer pinned Lance Storm? Uh, yes. Yes, he oh, did. Oh. Yes. Hope he can win. Right. <laughs> just not on pay-per-view. Right. Uh, <laughs> Douglas ran in with a broken ankle but was quickly beaten down. Storm hits a cement block <laughs> that was on top of Dreamer's groin with a chair. Yeah. <laughs> Taka versus Super Crazy and Hardcore Chair Swinging Freaks versus, versus the Dudleys is also announced for the pay-per-view. Well, um, okay, so the Dudleys argue in the ring over who beat RVD and who should be TV champion. 
The show ends with when RVD enters the ring. RVD comes out with the new and final TV belt. He briefly had the belt from November to Remember 98, but there were some issues with the belt. So they went back to the winged eagle design for a few months. I never noticed that, to be honest. Never. I didn't either. I did. Nope. Yeah. Our next show here, we go to Queens, New York, and 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 Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Wow, that's a heck of a double double show. WrestleMania two. It is. It's a WrestleMania two of ECW TV shows. It's great. Okay. Is Elvira on one of them? <laughs> well. Here, Francine cuts a promo on the fake Beulah, calling her a slut. She was at the so beach. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was. She was at the beach wearing a bikini. Jeff Jones in robes tries to interview Taz in a car park in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Taz cuts a cheery promo, pretending he isn't angry before he applies the Taz mission to Jones on a uh, at Martin. I, this is specifically for you. You can help clarify on a car bonnet. Now the bonnet is the equivalent for us of a car of the hood. The hood on the car. <laughs> Thank you. Taz throws Jones into his car boot, which I assume is trunk. the trunk. Thank you. Before the camera follows Taz into the ring, fans are still pouring into the arena after beating up a ring crew guy who tells Taz the ring isn't ready for him. <laughs> what is this show? <laughs> Back to the Elks Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to transition like the, like the, the old 60s Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Where last week ended with RVD versus Bubba Ray Dudley for the TV championship. RVD uh, wins with a five-star frog splash. Post-match of Dudley's beat down RVD until Jerry Lynn makes a save with chair shots. Lynn then hits RVD with two chair shots. Wow. That's a pretty bold move by Jerry. Yeah. The Impact players and Sabu join in for a big brawl. Signed guy Dudley gets uh, gets thrown through a table. The players and Dudleys brawl in the aisle until they are flattened by Sabu on the top row. <laughs> oh. RVD dives on all five men once they are back on their feet. Back to Florida, Jerry Lynn beat Just Incredible with the cradle pile driver. That's a hell of a flight. <laughs> Um, during the match, Just Incredible hit Jerry Lynn with the razor's edge doing his pal's mannerisms, and Lynn hit Jazz with That's Incredible. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Post-match, Storm attacks Lynn until Dreamer runs in to get beaten down by Storm. <laughs> I almost farted. That made me laugh so hard. <laughs> is that you or is that Colin? No, that's me. That's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colin is way too dignified to write that. That is not him. Um, okay. Now, May 15th now, 99, ECW Arena. The show starts with Chris Chetty being put on a stretcher dur- uh, from a match with Chris Candido. Candido attacks Chetty on the stretcher and pile drives Taz's cousin before Taz comes to the ring. After a quick promo, Taz attacks, Taz attacks Chetty on the stretcher and puts him in the Taz mission. That's not nice. He tells Candido if that's what he does to his own blood, he will do worse to him. The Impact players now named – they are – I'm sorry, not named that as of yet. Come to the ring with a legal document that will prevent Sabu from wrestling in the U.S. Little Guido beat El Mosco by submission with a Sicilian crab. Um. And this is Colin's words. He calls these guys the dream team of Tajiri and Takamichinoku. Not too far off. That's a pretty good team. Yep. 
They beat Super Crazy and Nova when Taka pinned Crazy after the Michinoku driver. During the match, FBI put Nova through a ringside table, and Spike Dudley comes out as his replacement. We are told it will be Tajiri versus Guido at the pay-per-view. Taka and Tajiri hit um, – they, they hit Asai Moonsaults in the crowd. Nice. <laughs> I just want to think they did it to the crowd. They just moved. Pointed at random guys. (laughs) An RVD and Fonzie promo where Fonzie says that no one can stop Sabu from showing up at the pay-per-view. RVD sarcastically says that Lynn is coming after him when he is down and and he's upset due to what is happening with Sabu. Tommy Dreamer cuts a promo on Lance Storm where he calls Don Marie, Don Marie. Okay. Balls knocks out Sign Guy with a chair after he tells him that they won't be getting a title match tonight. That was a boring conversation anyway. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Clips of the hardcore chair-swinging freaks versus the Dudley boys are shown. The Dudleys wear gloves to to handle barbed wire. (laughs) Well, smart. The Dudleys duck a ball's fireball, which hits Axel. The Dudleys end up beating balls with the 3D. Okay. So now, this is what's really cool. Colin went into some departures for us so that we can kind of know maybe who's coming in and out of the timeline here. In this case, out. Shane Douglas wrestled his last match on April 15th in Pittsburgh, defeating Just Incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Got a little strong on the way out. (laughs) He appeared at the April 24th TV tapings with a a fractured ankle in a protective boot. He debuted on the 26th of July for Monday Nitro for WCW. Now, this is apparently from PW Insider. Shane Douglas' association with Extreme Championship Wrestling ended when Douglas made it clear to ECW he would not be working their Hardcore Heaven pay-per-view due to money owed by the company and was fired then by the company. The franchise and first-ever ECW world champion would never return to ECW. Sid has his last TV appearance, which is... Sid's last TV appearance seems to be Hardcore Heaven, but his last match I can find, this is Colin's words, was uh, May 22nd, drawing with Rod Price. Sid returned to WCW Great American Bash. It's been a wonderful ride. (laughs) Mustafa had his last match on May 2nd, losing to Spike Dudley and Kissimmee. (laughs) Oh, no. And this is what a sentence. I love this sentence. He disappeared back into obscurity. (laughs) This is like the end of Animal House. (laughs) Taka makes a few more appearances before going back to WWF. This is his last ECW pay-per-view appearance. Tracy Smothers and Tommy Rich don't appear on pay-per-view again. <laughs> I know. So. <laughs> the Sandlot. Tommy Rich got really into drugs. Was never thinking. <laughs> so. <laughs> Tommy Rich was lost <laughs> high on peyote in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> so now that sets us up for our show. ECW Hardcore Heaven 99, May 16th, 99, as we said, in Poughkeepsie, New York, at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. Joey Styles briefly intros the show in the ring before Candido and and Tammy Lynn Sitch come out. He lets us know that he has an insurance policy for tonight because he's he's paid for some backup. And no, it's not the APA. It's, as we said before, the Dudley Boys, who are once again... It's the DPA. The DPA. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> who, who are once again the world tag team champions. 
Candido is determined to have a fair match against Taz, who then makes his way out and attacks the Dudleys. Which, this is where it's wild about this. They apparently turn this into the main event now. We're going to get it now yeah. instead of later. I thought that was kind of interesting. I've never seen that happen. Where it's like, no, no, no. We're going we're gonna to get the match you paid for, or supposedly paid for, now. So, alright. Alright, so... Candido versus Taz. So, I first thing I wrote is, does someone need to catch a flight somewhere? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotta go, man. He's, do we think Tammy's on curfew? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's on parole. Um, they gotta meet the dealer. Um, okay, so Taz hits a couple of Taz plexes, signals for the, ta- the Taz mission, but Candido gets his way out, gets in, uh, is able to lock in a power bomb. After a missed splash, Taz hits another Tazplex, followed by the Taz mission for the quick win. So there's our main event. All right, well, I'll see you guys. See you guys for the next <laughs> for the next show. Is there like a presidential debate going on that night? Or something? I know that's what yeah. I was thinking. The same thing. Yeah, they had to put a freaking world title match first thing. And who is like I've always wanted to know this. Who is Joey Styles talking to when he's in the middle of the ring and he starts holding his earpiece? It's a one way. He's yeah. not a spy. Like it's just, it's just <laughs> he's just got like diggle, diggle. I need you to come get me. Like what the fuck is happening there? I think he's supposed to be like you know, the, quote unquote, the guys in the truck. <laughs> he can he can use the microphone for that. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so. After Taz gets the win, immediately the Dudleys hit the ring. And Some th- protection. I know. The worst. They 3D Taz, which the thing is, like, as we've seen, like, whoever takes this, like, they're gone for good. Like, Bob Ortiz, still gone for this show. <laughs> we, we haven't seen him again. And maybe we won't ever. I don't know. Um, so this kind of ends the segment, and now it kind of leaves everything in a big cluster as to, well, what the hell is going to happen for the main event? So... I mean, it's it's kind of tough, but as we are doing, like to kind of rate and talk about this segment, starting with you, Jason. What did you think of this? Four. <laughs> it's just yeah. so like it's. I don't know if if you know that Chris Candido bought the wrong kind of insurance and wasn't under full coverage or whatever, and that's why they didn't stop him from losing the match or or what. But it was just I don't know. It was too clusterfucky for me. Yeah, I. The one thing, like, because real quick, I, I'll say this: I, the reason I gave this seg, because I, I call this, it's hard to call this more of a match. It's the whole idea of it, because this was something new and different. Because I, I, I can't remember in recent memory, without the presidential debate thing in, um, in recent memory, of course. But overall, in wrestling, I've never seen it flip to where whatever the main event was supposed to be, it does actually happen first. It's not some weird tease. No, it actually happens. So I thought that was interesting. I didn't. I, I thought that was something new. It was something different. Again, it, for me at least, I'm. If one of you has an example, I can't wait to hear it. But for that, I thought that was really interesting for it. So if you had to give it a number, what would you give it? Jason, me? A yeah, four. Four. Okay. Yeah. Charlie, what'd you yeah. think of it? Say that again. What'd you think of it? What did you think of this overall? One. one Uh, this is dumb (laughs) so because all I kept thinking about was and and correct me if I'm wrong but 
So Taz fought Chris Candido before on pay-per-view. And uh, I think it was November to Remember, 97, mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. what it was. And it was a pretty, like, even match. Like, it, you know, and it went for, like, 12 to 15 minutes or something like that. Candido was a most of it. And here he finally gets his opportunity, and he just shits the bed <laughs> on the whole for lack of a better phrase. Uh, so, no, this it doesn't really do much. And, and you know, we talked, you know, you made that joke about <clears throat> that someone need to catch a flight. And that might be because the Dudleys come out and then all of a sudden they're in a match. And it's not until the third match that uh, I believe Joey Styles says, okay, we're going to kick off the show here tonight. with uh, yes. Yeah, so it's it's just an odd opening. Uh, not just for this match, but the one after. No, oh, I, I hated this. Okay. Uh, when Balls Mahoney slipped, that was that was about my favorite part of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> not the fireball coming up. The fireball that, that came nowhere near Joe Gertner's face. Uh, yeah. The yoga flame. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it was a. It was cool the setup. I mean, it's nowhere near as horrendous as the Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior Halloween Havoc fire. <laughs> right. Right. No. No, it, I mean at least I mean it, you can hide whatever they're doing with Balls and Gertner with the angle because they end up showing an instant replay angle that gave it away. Right. So, so like the actual angle they used for the main broadcast looked fine, but when once I saw that, I was just like, didn't even touch him. So is your so, one for the for Taz and for Candido, or is it for Balls and Spike versus the Dudleys? Oh no, this is for Taz and oh, Candido. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Strictly just okay. that. Gotcha. Uh, Martin, what did you think of this first segment slash match, and what would you what would you rate this? This was bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> In the words of uh, the late great British Bulldog, yes, yes. um, I I don't get the reasoning behind this, especially as you've been reading out how much build up Candido Taz has had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to to. Throw it away like this. And it's not as if they have something that's outstanding to replace it at the end of the show. We'll, right. you know, get to that. This and the follow-up, just, I, I don't get it. If there's a if there's some higher meaning to it that I'm not seeing, and it's somehow secretly genius, I'm not seeing it, and I don't like it. <laughs> I, It'd have to be, yeah, a one or a two at best. I'll say two, just being generous. Okay. I guess I'm the idiot of the group. I will don that halo and not get in the ring. Um, all right. So. Don't forget, when someone insults your wife, you go, hey, I'm going to get Steve Carino on your ass. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Cyrus now invades the booth and says he's going to hold everything together. For, for Joey and for everybody. He joins him for commentary now, which this actually turned out to be pretty cool. I thought this was actually a, a nice little surprise, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't know it was this early that and, Cyrus started joining the booth. And, but, yeah, I, I always had it in my head canon that it was like very late on. It's a, and, and not to not to go ahead too early, but just overall, he does really well. Like, he is a good commentator. You. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he does, and he, uh, him and Joey Styles have an interesting chemistry together. It's just a shame that Cyrus isn't on the whole show. 
Yeah, but there uh, the the first little bits where he's like he says something about um, flirting with something, and Joey says, "You know, you don't know my wife. I'm not even allowed to flirt with the women here." <laughs> they they have a good back and forth. Like yeah, a really good back. And it's, forth. it's the way he analyzes. Like I would say, like man, I I wish we had a good long run of this guy commentating. You know what I mean? Like it, you'll get it. But I'm. It's coming. I wish it was. I I hate that he he leaves halfway through the show because right it it would have been pretty cool. He just damn he's compare like I was comparing it to how disillusioned we all were the moment we found out Shane was going to be doing commentary with Joey and like how dreadful it was and he just like he does in such a good way where it's like you could put him. I, all right, I'm gonna go on a limb and say this. I'm gonna get shot down and it's okay. I I dare say you could put him on Raw right now. With that type of commentary, and it'd be great. It would be great. Who's going to shoot you down for saying that? I mean, you're any worse than Byron Saxon. That's true. Yeah. Um, now, as Charlie, you pointed out, like the Dudleys are still around. They stick around the ring to cut. You know, unfortunately, a, a very much the same promo we've heard a lot. We hear him say, "We broke up the Eliminators," and Perry Saturn now wears a dress. That's a nice little bit. I thought that was. I funny. love that they took the credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. I love the sign guy reference with Amy's out, Bubba's inner. And did you guys look this up? Do you guys remember what this was? No. Amy no. Amy Fisher got out of prison at this point. Oh. Wow. <laughs> but a Fuko. Yeah. <laughs> so probably not a big deal for the people in the UK because Martin's like, who's Amy Fisher? <laughs> the name kind of rings the bell, but so, Balls Mahoney runs down and attacks both of the Dudleys, which succeeds for only a short period of time until the Dudleys get the inevitable advantage. Wood leaves the opening for Spike Dudley to come out, who makes the run-in from the crowd. So, he tried, yeah, to, tried to change it up. It's so badly done. It's so badly done. Because you can tell that he's not going to come by the ramp. Well, also, Bubba looking behind him doesn't help. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and they're, like, up on, like, the second rope and, like, taunting towards the ramp. And I'm like, no, no one ever comes out when they do that. <laughs> Isn't it cool? They kind of had the Madison square garden kind of camera set up where like we had, that is cool. Yeah. But I agree, man. They, they, they telegraphed this whole thing the whole way. They gave it away so quickly, especially like when you have two guys that are squared up, like looking directly in the same spot and like, Oh, well I've seen Royal rumble 98. I know how this finishes. All right. So, <laughs> So, okay. This match, I guess, so to speak, I wrote down tag titles, question mark. I, I, I couldn't tell if this was really an official tag match for the titles, but oh well, we'll just assume that it is. Maybe it is already. I just didn't know, but it, here it is. Um, he and Balls both hit uh, both their finishers, get a two count. Sp- Spike decides to let Balls toss him into Gertner and Sign Guy. That was a, like, why not? <laughs> this is my gimmick. <laughs> um. Spike then also gets tossed between the Dudleys and Balls and then finally gets in a disgusting spot. Fallaway slammed over the top rope into a guardrail. What were they thinking? <laughs> they were thinking they were going to throw him to the fans. Yeah. Oh, it looks so god-awful. I, lo- yeah. I like the follow-up to that, too, from Cyrus. I think a spot just opened up on the roster. <laughs> I... I, I, I what, Jason, he has another good line where he says, 
They're, well, we're probably not going to see any planches from Joel Gertner tonight. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Joel get in, like, they're they're holding some, who are they holding? And Gertner gets in there and just like does this weak ass bitch slap and then starts doing his wrist flip. Yes. And they're laughing my ass off at that. And I think it was ball. Cyrus, what a sissy. <laughs> <laughs> Spike ends up eating the 3d balls, makes the save with his chair. Gertner gets the weak, the weak shot that Jason was just talking about in to which Cyrus says, Hey, I, he he makes some joke about him too being like a fired up baby face, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, they're talking about baby face fire. Yeah, <laughs> Gertner tries to throw matches at balls, at which balls decides to blow fire at Gertner, which immediately brings out the EMTs. Which Charlie, you nailed it. Like this thing, like couldn't have it couldn't have looked worse. Even though, like, I have no idea how you safely do the fireball to the face thing and make it look good at the same time. I don't know. That takes a lot of trust, maybe. I don't know. Because <laughs> you well, can as long trust any balls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I trust balls implicitly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as, as long as Joel Gertner didn't have any, like, hairspray on, like, <laughs> it should have relatively been fine because the fire will just hit you and then immediately dissipate because of all the air that's around. But it ended up looking the way it looked. And, I mean, G- Gertner... I'll give him that. He sold it like a champ. Yeah, he fell flat on his face. Yeah, <laughs> he did the stop and drop, but forgot the roll. <laughs> See, the the one thing that made it look good before he saw the replay was that the EMTs were immediately on him to make it look like mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a real situation. Like, oh god, we got to get this guy out of here. Of course, like as as he said, the replay buries it completely. But um, as this happens. Uh, Balls turns around and is 3D'd for the Dudleys to get the win. So the Dudleys retain their titles, I guess, and they they win the match, whether or not the titles run the line, regardless. They still have them. So I'll I'll be honest, and then I'm going to shoot this at Jason. I probably gave this a 5 out of 10 because I feel like this is pretty much, with the exception of the fireball spot, the same Dudleys match we've kind of gotten, especially with Spike involved. So it wasn't anything special. I don't think it was anything too awful, but... To me, it was just kind of run of the like run of the mill, you know. Yeah, uh, Gertner getting the babyface fire gets a ten star, but uh, the everything else gets uh, gets a five star. So we'll go with that. Like it's just it was the same old, same old. It's like my you hit it on the head last show. It's kind of getting tired of the here comes Spike to answer the the call, and I would say that not like six times out of ten, Spike beats the Dudleys. So when they're doing this great big rundown of all these people they've beaten and who can do it, the answer is Spike. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it kind of, it's really diluted it by this point. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Charlie, are you similar on this? I forget, like, because I, I was trying to remember what you said earlier, if you're kind of talking about this match too. Did you think this was any good? Or I, I, th- I think it's better than Taz and Candia, basically, okay. for the length. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it's, I mean, they, they do interesting things in the match, but at the same time, is this for the titles? Is it not? Right. You know, wh- where's Axel Rotten? <laughs> what the hell's going on? Yeah. I, I'd, g- I'd give it a, I'd give it a four. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's not terrible. But good lord, it's, it's. I mean, it's hardly anything. <clears throat> Martin, where do you put this one, bud? Um, I'm 
much more open to this one than I was Taz Candido. Because this this could could have been an opener. Fair enough. Let's you could have opened a show with this. I am as much as I love this version of the Dudleys, the whole open challenge thing. I don't know if it's because it, I'm seeing them almost back to back, you know, the the same shtick. But I think even with like, there's only like two months between shows. It's the same thing. It's I'm past it because it's the whole open challenge thing. Is supposed, you know, ideally should bring out someone new and exciting. Right. And that's not to say Spike isn't exciting, but he's certainly not new, and neither's balls. So why should I care? The match itself is fine. Gertner is a revelation because Gertner is, you know, there's plenty to like. But yeah, this is this is like a four. Gotcha. Yeah, open challenges should be reserved for either returning old stars or like so, or someone returning from injury, or somebody that's just completely new, but you know who it is. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be somebody who's already on the damn roster. What's funny is it feels like the booking of this show was like in reverse for the first couple matches because the, <clears throat> it, it, what we get next is what we kind of got as an opening last show to be followed up with something like that tag match that we just saw. We now move into Super Crazy versus Takamichi Noku, which is it's pretty cool to see Taka making his return back briefly here as mm-hmm. it is for, for ECW. I love when Cyrus talks about Taka's heat with WWF for wearing the light heavyweight title everywhere he went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's imagining him JB, with him and JBL at the wall files. Like, man, you get, he wants this for free. He's a light heavyweight <laughs> champ. Can't you see? <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Smothered and covered motherfucker. And no joke. <laughs> it's cool to see Taka kind of work heel with this match. With yeah. uh, with the more with definitely more strikes and chops poses to the crowd and you know this is this is WWF Tucker yeah this definitely. is this yeah. is uh, you know this punk asshole guy yeah Dude, and, he is dominant heel like like legit like this is that part where he's just constantly kicking super crazy in the face yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And he's super crazy, just goes, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> like, after the eighth one. <laughs> and they just go, hey, super crazy's learning English or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Some great spots. I mean, super crazy works in that Especial Del Loco. Um, Taka breaks out his, his signature moonsault, but he ends up missing it. Um, crazy does that trifecta of uh, moonsaults. Taka, again, with another signature, he hits the missile drop kick and the Michinoku driver. Which, what I love, what I think is so awesome is that that name still exists today. So if anyone ever does that, it's still called the Michinoku Driver, which I think is really cool. Yeah. That that name stuck around, more so than the Hoovy Driver. But, um, yeah. Or the Nutcracker Suite. Or the, the Nutcracker Suite. Right, right, right. Good call. Um, or the Nail in the Coffin. Damn, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the Tiger Bomb by is it, isn't it is it a Tiger Bomb? I wrote Tiger Bomb, and I worry that I it wasn't technically. See... <laughs> It, this could be one of many things. I know it as a straight jacket powerbomb. Okay. Gotcha. But That's a good name I'm, for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was called that in like some obscure video game that I played. But I don't know if that's it, but there you know, there's there are like straight jacket blank moves and most of them involve wrapping the arms, so 
Yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. Sure. Okay. So uh, a straitjacket power bomb like crazy ends up giving him the win. I thought it was awesome that Taka put him over, um, especially since he's, you know, I've, like, I mean, granted, like, it's not like Taka Michinoku's WWF career was spectacular, but he was still, like, for a good part of, like, 98, he was their world, or their light heavyweight champion, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it was really cool that he came in and, and gave him the rub like that. Uh, I thought his heel working was, his heel work was pretty solid. I give this a I give this a seven out of ten. It wasn't quite Tajiri and super crazy, but that was still a damn good match. Jason, what'd you feel on it? Yeah, it's a it's a good seven out of ten. Now Taka's involved in one of the most infamous bits of all time, though. Choppy choppy pee pee. Yeah, is yep. never going away. And um, breaking his face at Royal Rumble two thousand. Oh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jerry like, Lawler just kept asking for replays. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Is it is it super crazy that gives Taka that like reverse airplane spin? I think so. Yeah. Because when he grabs him, one of whoever is getting spun just goes, "Oh shit!" (laughs) That was good. Um, It was. This this definitely isn't Tajiri and super crazy, but because Tajiri and super crazy was just like two guys just trying to make a trying to make an impact where this is like a face and a heel. Um, so it, it had more, more story to it. I'd give it a six. Okay. Six. Charlie, how did you feel about this, man? Did you like this? I Dude. did. No. What, what, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm not being overly negative here. The show's just for <laughs> mediocre. What do you want me to do? Super crazy and Tajiri is a, is a better match, but super crazy and Taka, I, I agree. It's the same kind of dynamic where they were trying to prove something in that previous match, but in this match, it feels a lot more straightforward and more established. And they're they're not really trying to impress anybody. They're just trying to have a good match. And the match is good. Uh, With the exception of some camera work that kind of pissed me off, they had all the time in the world to to switch cameras when Super Crazy was going to do a moonsault off the top rope into the crowd so that we could see him fly through the air. And they didn't do it. The cameraman just would just refuse to bore us with the details. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even and, get a cool overshot either. Or it's like you see him fly above the camera guy. Yeah. Right. I was. I kept waiting for it. It's like okay, or at least tilt the camera or something. And like I was like screaming at the TV. You have all the time. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like it's like one of Super Crazy's coolest moves. And the cameraman just, you know, decided to look at his phone for a minute in 99. <laughs> <laughs> it was huge. It was the size of the camera. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, it was, it was a solid match. I'd give it a seven. Seven. Good deal. Martin, how about you? Uh, I really liked it. Um, yeah, no, perhaps not as good as, you know, to Super Crazy versus Tajiri, but I, I liked it equally as much for different reasons. Um it seemed to be really good at getting super crazy over as a home hometown babyface, so to speak. It was an ECW guy. I mean, yeah, he had ECW on his gear, which is always a good start. But he, you know, Taka was a, you know, he's a WWF guy, but a, you know, a, a big name. Uh, but they worked really well together. Um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say a seven, seven as well. Good deal. I think it's great, though, with some of these guys coming in from WWF, they didn't try and play up again the some type of stupid invasion thing, or you know what I yeah. mean? Because we saw where that kind of 
was a thing and then it lingered for a while and then it just never really it never really had an end it just vanished or whatever last time so um we now go to a video package that's hyping up our the, the awesome return match we're getting tonight Jerry Lynn versus Rob Van Dam. We get a recap of what happened at Living Dangerously, including the weird finish with John Finnegan and the restart after five more minutes. We also learn now that Jerry Lynn is working in the Cradle Pile Drivers' finish, which is great because it looks awesome. Um, in the back, Joel Gertner writhes in pain, and the Dudleys discover he has a hit list with Nova's name on it and proceed to destroy him. And with money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what is this? Where did Joe Curter get all this money from? Why does he have more money than the Dudleys? I he, didn't know he, he was a uh, like uh, a money character. I know he's a chigolo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, why isn't I, he in a hospital? <laughs> yeah, he's refusing to go. He's just like, <laughs> well, it's, there's no medical people around him. Guy. He just has a <laughs> towel in his face as he's rolling <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. And where did this hit list come from? All of a sudden, it just shows up. Yeah, it's it seems weird. This feels like t- three shows all rolled into one. Yeah, it, does. it really does. This is this is the night of hey everyone, pay attention to the Dudleys. But at the same time, Bubba is amazing during the beatdown of Nova. Yeah, he's amazing yeah. during every one of them. You son of a bitch! I don't know what this is for, but fuck you! You're getting yeah. it. <laughs> this um, I love this backstage work that they do. Maybe like some of the some of I'm not gonna say all of it is spectacular, but what's really great, and we'll come we'll be coming back to it in a little bit, is the comedic aspect of the Dudleys is really exactly. showcased, and that's fantastic here. Um, this next match I, was a real surpriser to me. This one was a real dark. I came out of nowhere to be surprisingly entertaining. It's Little Guido versus Tajiri which we talked about was one that was announced during some of the TVs. Um, once again, it's it's reaffirmed that the FBI is now Big Sal and Little Guido, and that's it. Joey says that Guido doesn't want to be saddled by comedic partners anymore. So he really is kind of fitting this narrative around Guido being a lot more aggressive, a lot more aggressive in the way he's wrestling now as a, sing, as a single against uh, Tajiri. And I, for the most – I it's – it's refreshing to see this compared to where he was, you know, with as opposed to that weird, you know, anti fan del norte thing, you know, that we saw last last for uh, last show that just unfortunately just fell flat on its face. Love Tajiri working out another tarantula. It's great to see it still coming together for him. Um, Guido hits the John Cena fuckbuster on the ramp. I, I don't know what I, I hate calling a top rope famouser because it just looks just. It looks dangerous. You know, it looks way more dangerous than it needs to be. This is what – I swear, like, wasn't there a run where John Cena injured, like, a handful of people with this move, like The Rock and other people? Yeah, because his ass would land on their head. Yeah. Yeah. But – Ripped their abdomen out. It was terrible. It was just John Cena. It was that period of time where he would break out these wacky moves to show the people that didn't like him that he could – wrestle or that he could fly or do shit that guys his size don't normally do. Yeah. This is around the same time he's doing that springboard stunner. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Eventually got coined on the internet as 
well, we might as well just call it he didn't get all of that because that's what Michael Cole keeps calling it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My favorite random John Cena move is where he's doing the the weird slow version of the Canadian Destroyer all of a sudden. Yes. yes. Where he balances on you and you don't drop down. You just yeah. stand there and let him sit on top of you for a second. I hate that fucking move. <laughs> I like it when it's done right, but it just always looks scary as fuck with a guy that big tries like Petey Williams yeah. perfect. Yeah. John Cena? No. Yes, yeah, he turns it into like a sunset flip. Yeah, but, I mean, this... but he kind of does this little seesaw thing where he's like, uh, uh, okay. Just save in the back. Come on, show. Come on, show. Everyone will do it. It'll be like the time I did you and Edge. I was like, I ain't taking that shit. Oh, it'd be hilarious if you did it at the show because Joe would probably end up sitting on him. <laughs> <laughs> this was all part of the much, the much overrated John Cena U.S. title run of uh, 2015. Oh, bullshit. Yeah, it's, well, I think I think Kevin Owens pretty much summed up how I felt about that. Yeah, it was just it. Yeah, whatever. All right, so back to this one here. Um, Guido does eventually get. I think he he tries to get the Sicilian crab, but Tajiri escapes. Drop kicks Guido's knees, devastating drop kick into a uh, into a tree of woe that he had Guido set up in, followed by a brain buster. Um, which uh, to act uh, to um, to give Tajiri the win here. I, I really like this match because I thought Guido looked really strong for the first time ever. Really, like you know, I've granted Big Sal came in. It was awesome when he came in because he just walks in and gives Tajiri a power slam. <laughs> just fuck it, <laughs> and then tries to scuttle out of the ring. Yeah, <laughs> scuttle. When you're that size, you can't scuttle anywhere. <laughs> he, he's like, oh, I better go. And I mean, he just tries to like slide out of the bottom rope and just gets stuck. I was like, oh, Wouldn't it be a revelation if he was like Billy Gunn? Oh, he slid in. how Billy Gunn slides into, into rings. <laughs> he just does like edge, like gets like three quarters of the way in the ring with little to no movement. Starts yeah. humping the mat. <laughs> he's also and then, and then he just falls right through the ring <laughs> Big Sal has also gained 100 pounds since the last pay-per-view yeah, he's 600 pounds now. he was 500 pounds now he's 600 pounds where did it come from <laughs> wow I think it depends whether or not he's been to the bathroom <laughs> A lot of storage. <laughs> um, like I said, I I love I actually, this match. I the reason I, I I give this a ridiculously high rating, but a lot of that is just because it shocked me so much that this like uh, I, I guess from the Guido win. I mean, Tajiri looked typically as good. His connection with the crowd just continues to build. But I loved the effort Guido gave into it. I ended up giving this an eight because I really I I thought it was a great step up for for little Guido. Jason, how did you feel about it? Yeah, I. I gave it an eight as well because of that. It's like Guido is stiff. Like this is how you go. I'm tired of being a comedy act. Um, I mean, like it just it, everything worked. I mean, it's like you, you know, you got this guy who's out to prove a point. Yes, he's got a big, you know, five to six hundred pound heater with him. Um, I do hate that the cameraman misses, you know, shitty cameraman again. We missed Tajiri kick the shit out of Big Sal. Yeah. Um, yeah, you mm-hmm. see the aftermath, but yeah, it's like Tajiri, you see him become more of the little spot where he does the roll-up flip into the tarantula was yep. freaking crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it is, it's like, it's, it really seemed like, you know, 
okay, we we know we have these other two guys with Lance Storm and Justin Credible. They're on their way up. They're on the way where they need to be. So let's start putting other people together. And it seemed like what this match kind of was that in a way for Guido and Tajiri. Yeah. Charlie, how did you feel about this, man? I like that they're trying to make Guido a more serious character. Unfortunately, and this was a no fault of their own, I think a little bit of that might have been undone when his ass completely came out of his trunks <laughs> right around the tarantula spot, and the crowd just all stood up and started pointing and laughing. And it's really funny, too, because it's right before the tarantula, and it's like, oh, it's Jerry, there's a, there's a surprise waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do it. It's a Sicilian trouser snake. Watch out. <laughs> no, he's like, he's like yeah. So I can just imagine him tucking his chin at the wrong moment and just, ah! You know. <laughs> but, uh, like, I love this move that Guido was doing where he would lock Tajiri's leg and he would completely roll through and, and Tajiri, I don't, I can't, I can't even explain this, but, so he has, I, his, he has his I know leg what you like mean. a half crab. Yeah, it, yeah. he did it like two or three times. It looks fucking awesome. Uh, it's, and the Brain Buster finish is great. Um, the match is really good. It's it's it was a good match. I'd, I'd give it a. I'd probably give it a seven. Okay. Martin, how would you, what do you think of it? Um, I was again pleasantly surprised. Um, I, uh, in retrospect, I suppose I shouldn't. You know, because Guido worked in UWFI and he did, he you know he worked shoot style. I suppose is is the best term. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was great to see on an ECW show you basically got a, a UFWI match, which is a, a, a thing I, I kind of like. I I do like in very small doses shoot style wrestling. Um, amazingly, even Kane shows up on one of those shows. Yeah, for a bit of trivia. Um, so yeah, this was a, a great surprise. Tajiri, it's nice to see. Because I, I I saw Tajiri first in the WWF where he was very much he was in his final form, <laughs> so it's nice to see just how that comes along, um, and it's it's again with Guido as well. I've never been like especially high on him. I like the FBI for you know shits and giggles, um, but yeah, it's nice to see him do something new and it work. This is this is the good ECW booking rather than. Open challenges every every show. Right, mm. right, right. Or dance contest in the middle of a match. That's true. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so talk also, about the. I, I, also, my my rate, I give it a seven. Seven. Okay. Well, cool. Can we talk about the trio woes spot real quick, oh, man? Because yes. I, I don't. Under, two things. One, I, I, it 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 looks fucking brutal. But another, I, I don't understand how this works. Where you you pick up the guy and you lock his legs and he can't he can't get out. He's stuck there. But once you do your move to him, then he falls. <laughs> it's it's a, a one of those bits of leaps of logic. You know, like, you I, have can, to... I can almost make that leap. I can almost do it. Because, like, okay, the move was so devastating that it's what loosened him from the turnbuckle. Yeah. I, I can totally get the, the whole, when people go about the trio, well, it's like, well, why, do you, why can't you move your legs? And it's like, well, I've... <laughs> I, I, I have a really, really bad ankle. Like, I went to a doctor oh. to see about it, and he he said you have like 
almost no movement in this ankle. So it's like, yeah, it, I wouldn't be able to to, mini- to wiggle out of it. Mm-hmm. Kevin Sullivan used to wrap, when he would put their legs over, he would wrap their, like, look like he's doing a tie, because then he would just loop one ankle and behind the other to make yeah. it l- at least look yeah, like Yeah, that's something. what I used to have to do with the toys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so Tajiri is 28 years old at this point, per uh, Toy Styles. He's been wrestling for four years, so so put him in 24. So are we to believe that it was this time that he got his degree in economics? I That's what I, <laughs> It's a good question. It's a very Quite good question. Quite a double life. <laughs> it's like, I'm just I'm just wrestling my way through college. That's <laughs> Yeah, but not at the local gym. I'm actually on tour. Yeah. <laughs> so now we my go. My grade's good. My attendance sucks. <laughs> we go to a video package. Once again, it's ECW Desire. Tommy Dreamer has his battles, folks. And this time <laughs> it's with Lance Storm and Don Marie. Dude, I, this dude. music does not work. When the image that I'm seeing is Tommy Dreamer beating up a woman. No. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, 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 I feel weird watching it. He's like, you want me to fuck her? You know, like, that's just what it kind of looks like. And this music is so nice. Yeah. <laughs> or, does it work too well? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Who's the good guy here? It's like ECW. We're out to ruin good songs. This is the one time. This is the one time that you're begging for WWE Network music replacement. <laughs> I wonder what it is. Click, like, click, go boom. And watch it. It's probably <laughs> Tommy's, Tommy's generic music or something. Of not Man in the Box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so oh now, God, what if it's the version that goes Dreamer? Oh. No, 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 no. In the back, the Dudleys go through Gertner's list and find Rod Price next. Bubba says he liked Rob, but then, (laughs) but with three grand in Devon's hand, he says he never liked that country boy. Yeah, they sneak around and I love the whole fake out. It's so stupid. Oh, hey, boys, how you doing? And and sure enough, as as, uh, they end up greeting him with a chair and tell him it's not personal, Rob. A lot. They say that a lot. Every shot. It's nothing personal. It's nothing personal. It's nothing personal. Like he's and, just and gonna go. Him, All right, guys, I understand. Yeah, imagine him trying to process this. You know, just, <laughs> just get the shit kicked out of him by his friends. It's nothing personal. But why the hell are you doing it? I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't know about the Gertner situation. <laughs> It's wrestling. You can literally shut the door, bang on the wall. I'll lay on the ground. I'll split the money. With you. Um, right. I, I also like how everyone that's on this list is within walking distance, like <laughs> close proximity. Like they can't hear them walking in the hall. They make this is it the Rod Price one where they sit there and go, "Shh, sign guy, you're talking too loud." <laughs> 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 they, these segments are great. Oh, they, yeah. come out of, they seemingly come out of absolutely nowhere, but they're all fucking amazing. Yeah, for something that had a bad setup that I just wasn't looking forward to, I, I very much like these. Yeah. With the Dudley the, only, the a, only thing is that I was expecting to be like that to be some kind of payoff, some kind of punchline. Right. That this, yeah. was, this wasn't a hit list. These were people that he owed money to. <laughs> yeah, well, these were people that he was paying 
to protect the Dudleys backstage. Or <laughs> that's funny. Even God though those Dudleys need the protection. I know God that's <laughs> and Nova. <laughs> he is a superhero. Come on. Well, come on. His finishing move is called the Kryptonite Crunch. He sounds a little formidable. <laughs> Nova's just hanging out with Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Man, he's a hero for hire. Yes. Wow, that's a deep cut, and I love you for it. <laughs> so now we go into our um, our big grudge match here. Lance Storm and Tommy Dreamer. We're finally now going to get into this thing. And um, during Lance's entrance, uh, Joey kicks Cyrus out of the booth, which is a sad part of the show because now we're not going to get his, get at least some that commentary for the rest of the show. Um, you know, it starts actually well. What? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. It. My last night in the booth. What do you mean? <laughs> now, hold on. Before we move on, earlier in the show, because uh, I, I remember Cyrus in the WWF. I actually have a, a, an action figure from him from WWF. Yeah. And oh, oh yeah, from when he was managing uh, Truth Commission. And he makes this comment on commentary that he knows all about heat. Yes, he does. And I. I don't remember any story of him being in trouble. Like, do, like, is do you guys know? No, I know in a general sense he was right because I've all I remembered because this is a guy they I think they were event he was rumored to be the higher power. He was going to be used as the higher power in that Steve Austin yeah. storyline. So the guy had like, and as we've heard, like the the guy had magnificent talking skills. But yep. I forget exactly what it was for. I always I'd always heard this. But um, it's something I'll just have to go back and look up because, yeah, I've heard that quite a bit that that guy. And, and, and Charlie, you remember? I think Brett talks about him in his book. I think he talks. Um, I think he talks about him. I'd have to. I'd have to pull it up. I, I guarantee he didn't like him. I can just tell you that right now. <laughs> well, well, what a shock! Hey. <laughs> Whenever I hear the Truth Commission, though, I just I clearly remember like an episode of of shotgun Saturday night. And it's like a, there's a tag match with some random group of jobbers against the truth commission. And it's I the main event. Well. Yeah. <laughs> for the, and I just remember like, they're like tune in on raw because we're going to have gang warfare. And this was when it was like the nation after yep. root kicked, uh, Savio and crush out. So you had the Los Periquas, the nation, and then the DOA, and it's like, we're going to have gang warfare. And then Kevin Kelly goes, and you got to throw the Truth Commission in there. And I even then, <laughs> I was just laughing my ass off. No, no, no. I was like, no, you're going to have this group of guys that are like all different types of gangs. And then these guys that look like they just walked out of 1992 Sergeant Slaughter's henchman attire. Mm-hmm. And, and this is before the Jackal was even there. It's when they had that crazy old general guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the- right. So now, look with Landstorm and Tommy Dreamer. It's it is a very physical match with weapons and everything galore going on with it. Um, the, one of the high spots comes in when Tommy breaks out the Spicoli driver through a table. Cyrus goes down to ringside, pulls Tommy off for the pen with the referee down. Francine comes in, pulls Cyrus off, and spears him, followed by a Bronco Buster. Um, Don Marie runs in, and of course the catfight ensues. Tommy lands a pile driver on Don Marie to finally get what he always wanted, I guess, was to pile drive Don Marie. 
which uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's our hero, ladies and gentlemen. That's our hero. And he makes sure to give fan service to every angle of the crowd. Boy, is it a protected pile driver too? It is so yeah, protected. The pile driver I've ever seen. Yeah. And then he chooses the wrong camera to do the pile driver for. Right. Um, Lance ends up hitting a spin kick from the top rope for the win, and uh, I, I, this match was pretty good. It was pretty good. I thought, uh, um, in terms of you know Tommy Dreamer matches, like Lance Storm, I think him he worked. I'm trying to think about how I can, would compare it with the Just Incredible one, but I think I overall liked this one more, even though I know that one had that awesome spot with the, you know, the um, that cutter from the ladder. But man, I thought. I thought it was pretty good and physical. I like I, one thing I love is that Lance Horn came out in jeans. He came out in jeans yep. for the match. I thought that was it's such an actual a, street fight attire. Exactly, exactly. Um, I'm not surprised Tommy didn't get the win, but I thought overall it was a pretty solid match. So I ended up giving it a seven. Jason, where'd you put it? Yeah, it, it gets extra points for the jeans because the fucking Grudge Man street fight dressed like it. Um, I guess I'm going to give it a seven as well. Also because, you know, a guy who's on his way out can't bother the job for someone else, but a guy who's still there is going to make sure he's putting people over. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, same old, same old bullshit catfight stuff aside, it was still pretty good. Like, I actually cared about the in-ring work between Tommy and the person he's fighting as opposed to what shenanigans are going to happen. Um. Charlie, did you do you agree or not so much? Uh, I do not. No, no, I didn't like this match at all. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's a grudge match. That's what it's built as. It's a grudge match, which basically means it's an ECW match with Lance Storm and Jeans. That's all it is. It's the same kind of match that we always see. Just Lance Storm has jeans on, so I guess it's going to be more violent, maybe. And we see the same typical Tommy Dreamer spot. He gets crotched on a guardrail. Only this time it's inside the ring. Uh, The interference from Cyrus didn't really do anything for the match. Francine, well, except for getting the Francine spot, which I think might have been his ulterior motive (laughs) (laughs) to be a part of that. Um, And, of course, Tommy loses again. No, I thought this sucked. (laughs) I really did. I I, I give it a four. Martin, what did you think of it, man? This was okay. It was weird. It's this didn't feel like a Lance Storm match. There's just it, it's like he'd been dragged into Tommy Dreamer's world, which I suppose was was one of the what you could argue was one of the plots going in. But I don't know. There was there was good stuff, but I, I'm conditioned with Tommy Dreamer matches to just wait until the shenanigans. And it was nice that there wasn't as much shenanigans, which is high praise indeed for a Tommy Dreamer match when the, the amount of people interfering in the in the match can be counted on one hand. That's a nice break from the norm. But I don't know. It's, this was just fine. It was just there. So I'd, I'd, I'd have to go like a five, just absolutely average. Gotcha. Okay. So after this, we go backstage and the Dudleys... Um, Going through the list, find Jack Victory's name, which creates even more conflict since he's actually allied with the Dudleys. But five grand changes everything, and they destroy Jack Victory's leg. <laughs> he's a dead man. Jack yes. Victory. Yeah, oh God. Yeah, Jack Victory. 
He's got a hurt leg. He was our boy. He had our back against New Jack in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's five grand. He's a dead man. I love that he's instant with Boba. I wonder if that, that knee is, injury is still from that attack, too, with the pipe. Remember? Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah. I wonder if that is, but... Um, we now go to a close-up of Taz in a promo with an iced-up neck who is vowing to take out the Dudleys tonight. Prezak tries to recap, but Taz says he hasn't said his gimmick yet, so he does. So, um, you know, that thing's still going on. So Joey then recaps everything for us in the booth and hypes up the wrong title match. He keeps saying that this is the <laughs> he says it's the world title match. Well, we and it could, should be it, right. Yep. So now we go into the big return match. It's Jerry Lynn coming back for another round against Rob Van Dam for the TV title. Now, um, this is where Joey tells us that Sabu won't won't be there because of what Justin Credible did with the uh, the Athletic Commission, and he can't compete anywhere in the U.S. So to kind of to kind of take a look at this match, it's we talked about the story that was told at Living Dangerously where perhaps RVD was taking Jerry Lynn lightly and everything. It kind of starts off the opposite. It looks like RVD is going – like he's coming out a little bit more intense with this stuff here. The cool thing though is Jerry Lynn nearly has an answer for everything. There are some really yeah. great exchanges where Jerry Lynn's able to get the upper hand – uh, on RVD after one of his signatures slightly goes awry. Um, I, th- this, there are a ton of memorable spots from this match, ones that are shown for many, many years after this. One is the variation on the Rolling Thunder with the spin kick because Jerry Lynn pops up. It's awesome. Fantastic. Um, th- tons of them, like the springboard Van Daminator from the guardrail to Jerry, Lee, Jerry Lynn in the seats. Um, yep. Good lord, the sunset flip powerbomb through a table by Jerry Lynn That's, that that starts to turn the match in his favor. The chair that Alfonso eats uh, is awesome. <laughs> just clear, he, just gone. Yeah, he, he commits to that. Fully. Yeah, Jerry oh, yeah. spoke for the audience on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jerry Lynn hits his own variation, the Van, Damin- Van Daminator, which... We've, remember when we saw Dreamer do it, it got a huge boo from the crowd. This gets a big pop. Not this one. This looks pretty cool because it's, it's kind of more of a drop kick, but it looks fantastic. It's a great spot. Um, RVD is able to reverse the reverse DDT um, and then is able to, I mean, this leg drop to set up a beautiful five-star that only gets a two. It's awesome. Like It's a great overall little uh, spot there that allows, though, Alfonso to return, to make his return and assist with another Van Daminator that leads to the final five-star frog splash to give RVD a definitive win. I mean, as definitive ECW goes, but one with no referee shenanigans. Rob Van Dam wins this. And what I think is, I mean, this one is the 10 out of 10 for me, without a doubt. Jason, how did you feel? Well, first of all, who the fuck are those two fans that get up and go get a piss break at the beginning of Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn? Yes, um, uh, like, like I just I don't know what you're thinking. Um, and yeah, it's as far as rating, it's a nine out of ten for me. Um, I really wish at some point that all those ring people that are all over the fucking place would have took the time to fix the Disneyland mats that seem to keep getting moved, uh, yeah. where Jerry Lynn almost breaks his skull because oh, they're God. not 
you know, they're not connected, and there's like a good two foot gap between each one. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're gonna have them, fucking have them. You know, uh, that with the yeah, the spots are fantastic with just the everything that that Rob Van Dam does for a little bit. Jerry Lynn counters, and then it kicks in with a story where last time Rob Van Dam didn't, I mean, like didn't take him super serious, and this time he is, and Rob Van Dam is dominant for a big chunk, like a champion should be. Um, I just love that, and I mean, just mm-hmm. it, it is nine out of ten. Um, you brought up that spot. Yeah, it's a scary spot when Lynn um, gets kicked off that top rope and his head lands. And it looks like the match really does have to come to a stop for a little bit. And RVD does some pretty good improvising to try and, like, bridge it and everything. But it looks like legit that, that Lynn is out for a couple seconds before he gets yeah. him up and they he's able to try and, uh, you know, do some you know some spots on the outside to get it going again. But, Charlie, what do you think? Of the, I know this is a favorite of yours, man, isn't it? This is a big one for you, right? This, yeah, this might be what I think is the greatest match that ECW ever had. Uh, and it's, it's certainly the one that I've seen the most. It's um, it, like like you going through the spots. Like, it, I didn't even need to see it to be able to talk about it. I mean, it's, it is flat out incredible. My only complaint is that it's a little slow to start. It, it, take, it takes a second. It's not until Jerry Lynn elbows Rob Van Dam in the eye. And that cuts Rob Van Dam mm-hmm. quite considerably. And what, like you were talking about with that Van Daminator spot to the floor, that is the goddamnedest receipt I have ever seen. Uh, because what that ended up doing, Jerry Lynn broke his nose. Yeah. When when that happened, and yeah, I mean he was out of it. I mean you can see it when Rob picks him up, and he's Jerry's limp, not. He's limp. He's not using his legs. Rob Van Dam puts Jerry into the ring and then calls an audible, pulls him right back out and <laughs> chucks him over the guardrail and then does a dive over the guardrail and hits Lynn. Uh, it's, it's an amazing match. It's, um, it was, uh, hell, I remember my dad coming by watching, seeing me watching it when I was a kid and that's what made him like Rob Van Dam. You know, he's a casual fan, but you know, he always remembered Rob Van Dam and it's because of that match. And it is my absolute favorite Five star frog splash that he ever did was the was the second one, the one that got the victory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like and Jerry Lynn's like got cool counters for shit. Like uh, he goes for the cradle pile driver and Rob Van Dam backdrops him, but Lynn holds onto his grip and turns it into an inside cradle. Like shit like that. It was just so damn clever. Yeah. And I is it this match or the one before where they do that shit with the chair? And Rob sweeps uh, his own leg, and Lynn jumps in the air and then turns it into a leg drop, pushing Rob Van Dam's head into the chair. That's the last it's, one. Yeah. It that happens was the last in the last one. one, but it happens again in this one. But okay. Van Dam has a counter for the counter this time. That's what's cool. They, they, yeah. they repeat it, but um, yeah. RVD right. manages to get out of the way this time. And I thought that was so, a really neat touch. It's, it's, it's so cool. Jerry Lynn goes for a tornado DDT. Rob Van Dam turns it into a Northern Lights suplex. I, the match is just wonderful. Uh, it's just that those first like two or three minutes, I, uh, I, it's like a nine, nine and a half. I, 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 okay. I have to go with nine right now. Um, but, uh, the high five yeah, afterwards. I, I dig it too. I love how they give each other a high five after that match. Because, oh, that's deserved. Yeah. Absolutely. And even though Jerry Lynn lost, 
he kept the new effing show name through the duration of ECW. Yeah, absolutely. It was it's just a wonderful match, and and everything that I love about ECW and and Rob Van Dam especially. Martin, what'd you think, bud? Did you like this one too? I I liked it immensely. I I can't be as eloquent as Charlie was in saying how much I liked it, or indeed Jason. It's just this is a, a bloody awesome match. Um, I the only thing I have against it, and this is the most minor nitpicking, but you know this is what uh, you know I'm here for. Um, I like the idea of the crowd in the last match. The crowd is pretty much fifty fifty. In this one, it's they're an RVD crowd. It's not so much a nitpick, but I think that atmosphere, the atmosphere of the last match on this match, would have been like unfucking believable. Just to yeah. just to put it put the cherry on on the top. As it stands, this is easily the best match I've seen in this ECW run. This feels this feels extreme. It, it's it's weird to say it, but instead of a match full of weapons and you know new jack stage dives and all sorts, it's extreme in that these two men are willing to go to these extremes. In a meta sense for our entertainment, in a kayfabe sense for the fact that they want to prove that he, you know that they're the better man and win this belt. This belt seems like a fucking big deal. It does. It does. And that's why it's almost like, you know, like, it, it's almost like it did them such a, it did their world title such a disservice. But at the same time, like, it. it <laughs> but that's not their fault. No, 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 no. no. I mean, you, you just happen to have, like, a, I, a guy whose popularity is just, I, I think just sometimes it's not mentioned, it's not said enough, like, how popular this guy was at the time. Because as we saw with Invasion, I think that's where. It was like, holy shit, we got something on our hands here. It's like, yeah, everybody fucking loves this guy for the matches he has had in ECW as that TV champion. And as they said, it's it, uh, we saw in the recap, it's um, it's been a year that he's been the TV champion. And we're only on the cusp of, like, we've only gotten a taste so far of the really great matches. And this one's by far the best one we've seen. But just the next ones he, I think he ends up having are still just, it's such a solid reign that he has. And, of course, we talk, we've talked about the ending. It's, it's, un, it's un, unceremonious, but... Damn, is it good to have a match like this in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Char- Charlie, what and, and, is it where it's oh, Rob go, Van Dam versus... Yeah, it's Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn, and it's where Jerry Lynn's... Ri- he started with the rib tape, and he gets hurt, and then, like, Lance Storm and Just Incredible show up and get in the mix, and it's like Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn are still fighting each other while fighting off the Impact players, and it's still... It's the one that I think they just wound up showing for an entire episode of, of their At show. CNN? Yeah. Yeah, that was at the ECW arena. That's the uh, that's the match I was talking about. They they do a rematch like around I want to say September or October because it was always kind of a rare thing to see Rob Van Dam wrestle on the TNN show, and that was one of them. And yeah, that was a that was a really good match, and and of course Rob ended up winning that one. But they fight they fight on pay per view to my knowledge at least two more times. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Okay. Damn, it's going to be That's awesome. great. And, and real, we'll talk about for a sec <clears throat> what an underrated wrestler Jerry Lynn is or yep. was. I think he's retired now. But, yeah, yeah he was so good. And, and his ECW run only gets better. 
uh, considering what happens in, in, in his career later on. But the fact that he was able to take that Van Daminator and can not only continue the match, but after like a, you know, two or three minutes of catching his breath and getting his collective thoughts together to be able to put on the quality of match that he was able to do after that happened is just really unparalleled from what I've seen. You know, because you know what I kept thinking about with Sin Cara? I kept thinking about Sin Cara while watching this, and when Del Rio threw him out of the ring, and, oh, no! <laughs> my finger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, my, my little finger. Oh, call, call, call it off, call it off. You know, I'm just like, yeah, Jerry Lynn wouldn't do that shit. No. You know, just, no. No, so... It was, it was nice to see Lynn get his due, but far, far too late, but in uh, Ring of Honor in, like, 06. Right. They made right. him their champion. Yeah, and he ends up fighting Rob Van Dam in the WWF on an episode of I think it was either Jacked or Velocity. What? I remember catch. I'm not kidding. I stayed up until uh, mid because it used to air at midnight. I, I stayed up until midnight because I heard that 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 they were that they fought before Raw, and I'm like, oh shit, well that's Velocity, and you know, and, and it was a nice little five six minute match, but Jesus Christ. Like, WWF just really didn't know what to do with Jerry Lynn, and neither did WCW. So, no. yeah, well, I'm sure J- it's on YouTube or something. Yeah. 97, Jerry Lynn was wrestling Christopher Daniels. Not Christopher Daniels, Brian Christopher. Um, yeah. And he goes to do, you know, what would become a Jerry Lynn spot, and he breaks his leg or something bad happens in the match. Because I just remember, because. Jerry Lawler and Brian Christopher are just standing there pointing at him laughing. And you can literally see where something is quite wrong. Um, and it was like one of the first early pop-ups in WWF, I think. So, you know, something like that. Like the way they were, oh, you're injury prone. Oh, you I got see. to go. Um, well, I think, I, wish... uh, I think Jerry Lynn also got the WWF light heavyweight title, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I think he was the light heavyweight champion. I was like, oh, they're doing something with him. This is great. I just wish he wouldn't retire. Or, I mean, you know, it's selfish to say if he's if he can't do it anymore. But just him showing up on like the two hundred five live and having a feud with Neville. Yeah. Oh God. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. Because uh, Lynn, he, I, I do think, even though he's retired now, uh, I do think he still has it. Like if if you look at some of his uh, final matches, like when he, his little TNA run. I remember he got injured. Uh, do you remember when uh, TNA did their ECW show that? god-awful thing hardcore justice oh yes yeah. Yeah. yeah the main event was supposed to be rob van dam versus jerry lynn but jerry lynn ended up getting injured uh at some independent show about a week beforehand so what did who'd they bring in a bald sabu <laughs> yep that's right yeah and that was the main event and it was a decent match but to see rob van dam versus jerry lynn one more time that that would have been a treat yeah it's it is without question like it at uh it is a a, um, it's a more contemporary version of Flair and Steamboat. You know, it was really yes, one of those yes. great, great, just one of those things that's just two guys that work well, like work unbelievably well. And you can't explain it. It's just one of those things that works. Um, right. So it's, and, and it's a shame that they never fought each other one-on-one for the ECW title. Right. Yeah. Never yeah, did. it's a shame that never happened. but. Mm-hmm. So now we yeah. go. We get to go backstage now, where the Dudleys are pissed about what Taz said earlier. Big Dick comes through the door with Taz's cousin Chris Chetty. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, look what I found. So th- th- this is this is terrible. He he grabs Chris Chetty. Devon decks him, and then realizes, oh no, I have to act like I've broken my hand. 
So he does. And Bubba destroys uh, Chris Chetty as a result and berates him for ha- breaking Devon's hand with his face. So my brother's hand. <laughs> it, I, I watched it twice because I was like, he really did just like kind of hit him. It was like, oh, uh, oh, my hand. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's terrible. <laughs> so then we go to a video package for it. Basically, just shows us that Just Incredible has beat a lot of ass. That's really all it comes out of it. Um. Joey tells us that we're supposed to have Shane Douglas versus Just Incredible, but it's doubtful he will ever be back. We know that for a fact, thanks to Colin. Uh, Joey speculates that someone must want to shut his mouth. So Just Incredible comes out and gets on the mic, hypes himself up, to which Judge Jones comes out, which I was like, thank God this is it. Yeah. He comes out, and it's like he got trapped in the guilty as charged gimmick and, and used that. I think you forgot what show he was. <laughs> it was. Nevertheless, he brings out Sid, and um, Just Incredible tries to, to to make an early attack, but Sid is all over it. Jason tries to interfere, but he eats a power bomb. Uh, Just Incredible, boy, does he! Oh yes, he does. Just Incredible tries to attack with the kendo stick, but Sid just shrugs it off and choke slams him. Lance Storm tries to interfere, but he eats a choke slam as well. The power bomb is broken up. He's about to. It looks like he's about to finally get his hands on Just Incredible, the power bomb, but it's broken up by powder in the eyes, which, you know, that sucks whenever you get the powder in the eyes. And it gives the advantage to the double team. Just Incredible sets up a, a table on the ramp with Sid on top, but Sabu runs out with a diving chair attack over Sid. Sabu then lines Just Incredible on top of Sid on the table, but Lance Storm pulls him off. Sid then eats a, a triple jump. Uh, leg drop through the table that <laughs> I love Sabu trying to rebalance himself for. Yeah. <laughs> Sabu then attacks security and triple jump leg drops one of them through a table too. Eventually he is dragged away. Sid gets up and he's not very happy and power, do- power bombs Judge Jones to the delight of the crowd. Of course the crowd goads him into one more which Sid quickly obliges us with. Joey says that... Um, Judge Ito should have gotten the same in the OJ trial. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Um, this was a, I, you know, um, there. This was a tough spot to work because you knew Just Incredible couldn't. He had to still stay hot out of this. So they, he only ends up taking the choke slam out of it and avoids the chokes or avoids the power bomb. But you know, I thought overall it was a, a decent spot. Just run of the mill. It wasn't as ex- it was exciting for a moment, but then like once kind of the double team started and stuff like it. I, I, I kind of had a hard time believing Sid was going to take a, a backseat to this, but, you know, whatever. I, I get it. This is a tough one to work. I gave it run of the mill. I gave it five. Uh, just or Jason, what did you think of this, man? Um, I love the idea that the state athletic commission, mind you, just the state, can prevent someone from wrestling around the world. Um, <laughs> that's the coolest thing ever. The The crowd is fucking ape shit for Sid. And what's cool is – um, whoever wrote, I, I don't know, maybe Justin Credible did it, but the little bullet points they gave him in the promo to kind of mention things. As soon as he said, I'm a one man crime spree, I was like, here it comes, here comes the judge. <laughs> and, 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 and there it was. And, um, the idea of Sabu versus everybody. Yep. It's fucking hilarious. Like, Sabu's like, he's like, I don't have anything against you shit, but you're in my way, <laughs> you know, they, without saying it. And, it was so good. Now, I don't know how smart it is, though, to take a guy like Sid and enrage him by throwing powder in his eye. Because the last thing you need is a blind rage Sid Vicious. 
yeah. just grabbing anything at arm's length. But and it was good. It, like you said, it was a fantastic uh, way to still get Sid out there. You kind of made Lance and Justin Credible look a little bit better because they didn't take the power bomb. You know, they got away from it. They took a little bit of beating, but they they still stood up against Sid. Basically, did better than the Dudleys. Yep. Yeah. Um, against it, and so for I would give it a six. Cool. Charlie, this is Sid's last appearance. What'd you think of it? <laughs> uh, so Justin Credible was supposed to fight Shane Douglas, right? Right. And then Joey Styles says, "Well, management and Shane Douglas couldn't come to an agreement. So anytime any wrestler typically leaves ECW." Uh, Joey Styles will take a nice shit on him, and that'll be the end of it. Not Shane Douglas. <laughs> like Shane Douglas, like that management call that he made, was as far as he went. Like he didn't yep. say, "Oh, he, you know, he left for WCW." Like he, he didn't say anything like that. He just, yeah. I mean, he, he was polite about it, which was nice. But at the same time, you know, why are you such a dick to some of these other guys that? you know, have a family to provide for and, and they, they want to make more money and not get hit by, you know, tables and chairs every single night. So on that note, I think Sid is a great replacement, even though I would have liked to have seen a payoff to the Shane Douglas angle with Justin Credible. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think Justin Credible's promo is very strange, bizarre. Uh, he, I swear, he sounds like Shawn Michaels to me in this promo. Like, very bassy and 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 the way that it's like I don't know how to describe it. It's very Shawn Michaels, the <laughs> the way he's doing it. Like angry, I'm hopped up on pills, Shawn Michaels. Not <laughs> <laughs> the, the come check me out in my faith based movie produced by WWE Films in theaters this Friday, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> right, or or I got my ass kicked by three Marines. Hell, maybe it was fifteen. Who knows? And uh, yeah, I lost my I'd smile, and, uh, <laughs> and I don't feel like <laughs> dropping the belt. Anywhere work. between three and thirty-five thousand U.S. Yeah, Marines. we never heard how many it was. <laughs> I don't feel like dropping the belt, and uh, Taker's gonna call me a cunt. You know what? He's right. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> 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 That's just it's this just just incredible. But yeah, that's the setup for Judge Jeff Jones was a little forced, I thought, and and I couldn't wait to hear how Judge Jeff Jones is going to try to like get the title of the pay per view in there. And I mean, I sentence you to hardcore heaven. I mean, it's not perfect, but that would have been better. Yeah, but, um, you're gonna die and go to hardcore heaven <laughs> in that order, <laughs> like some some something. But no, it's just I'm fuck it, guilty as charged. And here comes Sid, and Sid does his business, and it's very entertaining. Although seeing Sabu attack Sid, even though it was kind of inadvertent, but yeah, just don't get in his way. Was was interesting. It kind of made me want a Sid versus Sabu match. Me too. Um, I came out of this wanting that more than perhaps any other matchup. That that would have that would have been such an interesting. Let's just call it a contrast of styles. <laughs> but uh, like, there's a point in the match where the bell it just keeps repeatedly ringing. Yeah, I remember, and I'm being like, "Why? Why? Why? Shut up!" It does. It doesn't work in the WWF. It's not going to work here. No, and that bell sounds. Work. It sounds so impotent. It's a ding. Yeah, ding. It's ding. <laughs> please, fellas, 
Yeah, but Two more times, I'm turning this pay-per-view around. They should have just, should have just played Why Can't We Be Friends over the sound system. Yeah, yeah. That, that should replace the bell, like, to, to stop all the chaos and shit. Why can't like, we like, be friends? I, I, I need this explained to me because I never saw it happen. Uh, so Sabu leaps to the top rope, and all of a sudden, there's a security guy on the table. <laughs> I, I think he just kind of half-arsely throws him on there. I didn't even see him set it up. I was, I was like, "Oh, look what's down there!" Oh, fuck. Get out of the way, I just, I just assumed that New Jersey crowd showed up and did it. Yeah. That's, that's what I reasoned in my head. I was like, "Oh, the crowd did that." You know, <laughs> poor security guy. But the, it was entertaining. I mean, it's nothing great. I, I'd give it a five. Okay, cool. Martin, would you give, give it a number? What'd you think? Yeah, it was a fun time filler. Um, yeah, I'd say a five, and that's not a. A bad five. It was it was fun for what it was, but it wasn't really going to move anything along or be anything other than just a, a a fun skit. Yeah. So now we got to figure out what the hell we're going to do for a main event because Joey tells us we've already had our main event. It was as we've seen and talked about. So we will see what's next, I guess. So Bubba comes out. I'm a dick. I'm a dick. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> Bubba Ray comes out with Sign Guy saying he's about to become the world heavyweight champion. He gets on the mic and says Devon was going to come out and take the title off Taz. But because of the broken hand, it's going to be him instead taking the title off Taz. So Taz obliges him and comes out immediately <laughs> immediately on the offensive, <laughs> tossing Bubba out on the outside. He then gets on the match and says it's fouls count anywhere. It's under FTW rules. Thanks, Taz. We needed that. Oh, weirdly. I, th- I forgot to check this out because I, I only hit me recently. That soundbite of Taz saying, I'm going to add a wrinkle. I think the WWF used that in one of his themes. Oh, wow. I'm going to add a wrinkle. In this, yeah, I'm going to add a wrinkle in this son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, false count anywhere in the building. I'm sure it's the Cypress Hill theme that he had. I'm That's right, he the- did have another theme. I can't yeah, the I'm Thug Superstar. Yeah, I'm sure at the, in, in like the, the CD version of that at the end they played that specific soundbite. A couple things about FTW here. First off, uh, there's a sign that clearly says FTV that uh, he hits Joey or that Joey says that Taz is using. Number two, why is Sign Guy censoring "fuck" in "fuck Taz's world"? I, I know yeah. <laughs> why. <laughs> So we get it either. The match goes through the crowd, um, kind of like last time. Taz gets busted open pretty bad. It looks like too. Um, the camera guy gets completely absorbed into the crowd, like taken over. Um, <laughs> I think they ate him, man. <laughs> he did. Taz hit. What's that? It's Poughkeepsie. It's Poughkeepsie, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like Chinatown. <laughs> Taz hits a top row belly to belly. Yeah, hits a top row belly to belly suplex. Taz hits a reverse DDT but only gets a two count. Bubba sets up tables in two corners. Taz goads Bubba to hit him, which is awesome. Yeah. Taz tosses Finnegan through a table because why not? <laughs> <laughs> Devon tries to interfere. Taz is able to avoid the 3D and Taz plexes Bubba through the through the other table that's set up. Avoids a Samoan drop and slaps on the Taz mission for, I mean, it's an instant tap out. From Bubba Ray. So Taz is able to end up retaining his belt. Um, decent. It's a, a decent match. I 
I ended up, I think I feel like I rated it much higher than as I'm reading through now, I'd probably give it, but I'll stick with it. I ended up giving it a, se- a seven. I thought Taz looked, he looked strong. He looked dumb. He looks like a true ECW world champion. You know, like that's what I like is that, you know, uh, it's not quite, it's not quite Cena level where it's just like they're throwing everything at him and he's just overcoming all the odds and blah, blah, blah. It still has a, a, a pretty decent feel to it and everything. Granted, like some of the spots, that, as Charlie talked about, I'm not crazy about them going into the crowd very much anymore because it just seems like nothing really happens. And sometimes, sadly, the camera guy ends up get, becoming a part of the action when he shouldn't. <laughs> but the Bubba's heel, Bubba has, um, I, I thought at least Bubba's heel heat was enough to make this like a, a pretty pleasurable world title match. So I'd give it, like I said, a seven. Jason, how about you? Um, I thought it was really cool that Bubba gets a singles world mm-hmm. title shot. Um, and clearly it was, it was kind of meant to show, like I said, this whole night was kind of to showcase the Dudleys, especially him. Uh, the crowd stuff is old hat. It was pretty cool. To, like what busted Taz up though? Because he was bleeding so bad. His blood was all over Bubba's face. I have no idea. I don't remember the and, spot. Do either one of you guys know the spot? No, I, it just kind of happens. I don't know if he bladed or if it, you know, he got hit with something. Okay, all right. So they're going up. Yeah, yeah. So they're going up the um, over by where the balcony is, and I and up something, and then he motions to the crowd, you know, suck my dick or whatever he said, and uh, <laughs> which is just a that's a that's a red flag to me. To go, oh, Taz must be blading right now. And because the camera completely focuses on Bubba, uh, so I'm I'm pretty sure it was a blade job. Gotcha. Oh, okay. But they like they go back there. It's like this whole falls count anywhere, but they won't um, mentality. <laughs> and it's like you know because for a second I thought we were going to get like the vampiro fit Finley bit well, where I they're love, surrounded. I love how they go like to where the popcorn stand is right after the blade incident, and there's like. A hundred people standing back there. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing back here? This is the main event. Like, this, this, this is where you buy concessions. And I, I don't think they expected to see all those people there either because they immediately turned around and went back to the ring. <laughs> I nope. love the idea of them walking out and then, whoop. You know, like, that, nope. that gif of <laughs> like that gif of Grandpa Simpson as he walks into the burlesque house. Right. <laughs> yeah, that... I mean, this shit was crazy um, as far as that. Yeah, and it's, it's the same guys that went to pee during the Rob Van Dam-Jerry Lynn match. Um, they're still but, there. Yeah, I would give it a – they're waiting in line for their merch. I would give it like a solid six. Okay. Awesome. Charlie, what um, – this is the main event we ended up getting. Uh, probably not the main event we deserved, but still, what did you think of it overall? <laughs> uh, um, I think it would have been – Interesting, if Bubba Ray had actually won, because at this point they seem to be running out of ideas on what to do with the Dudleys, and with that backstage vignette that they were cooking up with them attacking everybody, like that—that's showing them in a new light, and it could be pushing them in a new direction. It—I mean, I—I I don't think I ever would have thought they would give it to Bubba because he wasn't a single star in any way, but they have a history of showing that the Dudleys are so dominant that they're taking over ECW essentially by sending everybody packing. So I think it would have been more interesting to have Bubba win, uh, even though I don't know if that would have been the best decision 
considering what, what Taz has coming up that really does wonders for him. But uh, the match itself, I, I, I don't know. I, I'd probably give it a five. Okay. And Martin, you're the final one. Tell me tell me what you think and give it a number. Um, it was a fine match. It, at no point did it feel special enough to be the main event of a pay-per-view. It just felt... I don't know, it just felt a wee bit inconsequential. That said, it was fine for what it was. Uh, So I'd I'd end up giving it a a six. It was enjoyable, but just not particularly special. Yeah, this pay-per-view is interesting, you know, when you look at it overall. Because, like, it's funny, like, when, you know, when we we look at kind of like, we, you know, it's no mystery. We we record two of these, you know, back-to-back, you know, for... And and when we look... and I always find it funny that we, generally speaking, get two shows that are nearly the same, it seems like. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But- oh, yeah. Every once in a while, like, one will be, like, night and day better or sometimes worse. I think the, the next one, we're, we're going to be okay. I think those are two very different shows. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I, it is interesting how they just decided we're going we're gonna to have, have a surprise main event instead of, you know, him versus Candido, which... I guess, like, I, I don't know, seeing them go one-on-one again, I don't know how incredible that would have been. But, you know, it, nevertheless, uh, a Bubba Ray one, like like you were saying, Charlie, like, it for, for a pop, it would be really cool. But what what would they do with it? I have no idea if they had put Bubba, the belt on Bubba Ray at this point. So Right. So I don't know who you'd have him feud with or, like, unless you were, like, planning on bringing back Sandman or something. Like, like that, that. That'll have built-in interest with it. Yeah, uh, I think he's still in WCW at this point. Right, so... Hardcore <laughs> hack. Yep. So here are our ratings for this show. So, um, my overall rating ended up being a 7 based on the matches. Jason's was a 6.38. Charlie's was a 5.25. And Martin's was a 5.63. On cagematch.net, this has a 6.27. So... You know, all in all, we're right around that number, you know, a little over, a little under, whatnot. But, again, what it shows, it was even looking at the sh- the numbers from the previous show, again, like, we pretty much thought the same thing about both of these shows. They're, they're kind of pretty much even there and stuff. I mean, obviously, with RVD, Jerry, RVD Jerry Lynn is what I think bo- keeps both these shows, you know, above where they could mm-hmm. sadly be at without them. So, um, these, are, these last two shows aren't bad. They're very enjoyable. Um, and they've got some, you know, the fabulous Jerry Lynn LVD matches on them, but it's just kind of the rest of it that lets it down just a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it still overall, like, um, pretty, I, neither one, like when we look at both hardcore heaven and then back, you know, month living dangerous, like nothing like nothing awful overall. Like they've still, they've still gradually like kind of gotten to a better place. Cause we remember from 1998, like there were some that were pretty dreadful to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, but they've rebounded pretty well here. And I mean, we've got next up, we're going to be getting, what is it? Um, we're going to be getting heat wave, which is going to be great. So they're going to be taking some time here to build towards heat wave, which will be really cool in uh, July of 99. So that'll be awesome. So digging into plugs here um, by this point, Jason, you're, you've got your episode out with Gore Horseman. Talk about it real quick. Yeah. By So since it's been out, we have a really good time. Um, I, use my magical powers of persuasion to influence and change someone's opinion of a movie. Um, yet again, cause I'm magic like that. Um, and then we, we get 
you know, we really, really break down on the brutal father-daughter match from No Mercy. I mean, just uh, like just break it down in a, in a kind of a different way. We, you know, it's me on a show, so we go off in all different kinds of tangents. So I hope uh, everyone has you know a good time listening to it, and definitely reach out to them at uh, Gore Horseman Pod on Twitter. Check them out on SoundCloud, Gore Horseman Podcast, they're on iTunes as well. Um, I'm looking to branch out and do some other podcasts soon. Nothing specific, so I don't want to plug, but they may or may not be wrestling related at all. Charlie, which uh, anything to plug, sir? Well, hopefully it's out by this point, uh, by the time this episode gets released. But um, uh, new podcast, when did that come out? Chronicling a movie from every month from one year at a time and uh, seeing how they stack up with each other. Nice. Martin, how about you? Um, I usually have something new either on 4CRonline.com or on here. Um, I've got nothing specifically planned because for the new year I'm trying to get my uh, get my shit together in real life. So just if you follow me on Twitter, we'll give out the handles at the end. You'll find out what I'm up to at any any one particular point. Great. And speaking of which, the uh, the podcast is on um, on Twitter at New Blood Pod, Facebook New Blood Rising Podcast. We are part of the Questionable Endeavor Podcast Network, so you can check out more of their materials, such as the Raw Attitude Podcast. On um, questnnetwork.com. Uh, you can also follow them on Twitter as well. Uh, I myself, I'm at William Rankin83. I'm at the Jason Kiesler. I'm at CM underscore stabs. And I'm at Bunny Suicida. We will see you guys next for Heat Wave 99.